Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. We are still in the book of Acts this morning. Um, Acts chapter 19, if you'll turn, if you have your Bibles or open your app up to that, Acts chapter 19, starting in verse 23, the riot in Ephesus. About that time, serious trouble developed in Ephesus concerning the way. It began with Demetrius, a silversmith, who had a large business manufacturing silver shrines of the Greek goddess Artemis. He kept many craftsmen busy. He called them together along with others employed in similar trades and addressed them as follows. Gentlemen, you know that our wealth comes from this business, but as you've seen and heard, this man Paul has persuaded many people that handmade gods aren't really gods at all. And he's done this not only in Ephesus, but throughout the entire province. Of course, I'm not just talking about the loss of public respect for our business. I'm also concerned that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will lose its influence and that Artemis, this magnificent goddess worshipped throughout the province of Asia and all around the world, will be robbed of her great prestige. At this, their anger boiled, and they began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! Soon the whole city was filled with confusion. Everyone rushed to the amphitheater, dragging along Gaius and Aristarchus, who were Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia. Now, Paul wanted to go in too, but the believers wouldn't let him. Some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul, also sent a message to him, begging him not to risk his life by entering the amphitheater. Inside, the people were all shouting some one thing and some another, and everything was in confusion. In fact, most of them didn't even know why they were there. And the Jews in the crowd pushed Alexander forward and told him to explain the situation, and he motioned for silence and tried to speak. But when the crowd realized he was a Jew, they started shouting again and kept kept it up for about two hours. Great is Artemis of Ephesians. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. At last, the mayor was able to quiet them down enough to speak. Citizens of Ephesus, he said, everyone knows that Ephesus is the official guardian of the temple of the great Artemis, whose image fell down to us from heaven. Since this is an undeniable fact, you should stay calm and not do anything rash. You've brought these men here, but they have stolen nothing from the temple and have not spoken against our goddess. If Demetrius and the craftsmen have a case against them, the courts are in session and the officials can hear the case at once. Let them make formal charges. And if there are complaints about other matters, they can be settled in a legal assembly. I am afraid we are in danger of being charged with rioting by the Roman government since there's no cause for all this commotion. And if Rome demands an explanation, we won't know what to say. And then he dismissed them and they dispersed. Lord, this is your word today, alive and active. And may it speak to our hearts to change us because of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. So who knows, what is today's national day? Hashtag national blank day. Anybody know? Yeah, me neither. Okay, but I can't keep up with all of that stuff. 
You know, last Sunday, if you're on Facebook, you know it was National Daughters Day. Everybody was posting their daughters, right? Now, I was really late to posting. It was late in the evening when I had opened up Facebook and everybody had already made their posts. And I thought, well, if I don't post something, my daughter will think I don't love her, right? (laughs) So I went ahead and posted something to Brittany and, you know, whatever. Well, then Tuesday evening... I opened Facebook again, and I saw someone post National Sons Day, and I thought, really? Like, back-to-back already? What? Now, now look, I, I don't usually just jump on these trends, right? But I thought, well, I just posted to Brittany, and if I don't post to Alex, he's going to say it was favoritism, right? And I love her more than, you know, you know how siblings, that, that goes. So I caved and I posted. Now, I don't know if people saw my post and then they started to post because all of a sudden my feed and Facebook Tuesday night blew up with all these National Sunday, you know, things, and everybody was posting. Meanwhile... Amy's on there screaming to everybody, it's not today, it's tomorrow, Wednesday is National Sons Day, you know? And I don't know if anybody heard Amy's poor scream on Facebook, but it was total Facebook chaos, I tell you, right? But we have to follow the crowd and we have to do it. And, you know, I didn't want my children to think I'm the only mother that doesn't love her kids. And, you know, and then Thursday rolled around and it was National Coffee Day. Well, you know, I'm not going to miss that one. Like, uh uh-uh. So I had to post on that. Now, I have to tell you, I might have felt a little bit of conviction Because I actually think I felt a tad bit more love on Thursday posting about coffee than I did about my own children for their, you know, daughter and son. So a little bit of conviction went along with that. But it was, it was Facebook chaos, I tell you. How do riots start, right? We, we hear in this chapter, Luke is giving us the account of Paul as he ministers there in Ephesus. And it said in there, as we began our reading today, about that time. What time was this? This was while Paul is in Ephesus preaching, right? And while he is delivering the gospel, it says about that same time, some serious trouble began to erupt in Ephesus, And it began with this man named Demetrius. Who is Demetrius? He's a silversmith, all right? And he made silver shrines of this Greek goddess Artemis, and he would make the coins. They had coins with her uh, image on it. He would make uh, different idols because she was the goddess of wild animals and hunting and fertility and blah, blah, blah. And so he would make all the idols needed to serve Artemis. And he employed, it said, many craftsmen. In other words, he was probably a very influential businessman of the community, right? We understand that in a small community, if anything ever happened to Tyson, right? And now Insulation Works is another big... If anything happens to those two industries, it would put a lot of hurt on our little community, would it not? So we understand who this Demetrius is. He's a very influential businessman of the the community. And everything, uh, the biggest part of his business was centered around the goddess of Artemis. Now, Artemis was believed to be born in Ephesus. 
She was the goddess of wild animals, of the hunt, of vegetation, of fertility. And uh, the Roman counterpart would be Diana. This disturbed me because as I began to dig in, I'm reading about Artemis, and of course she has Diana as her Roman counterpart. This brought the whole Wonder Woman thing into my heart, you know, that I was like, oh shoot, my favorite movie is all tied up in all of this, right? You know? Um, and, and, and that sort of brought to mind because we think of this sometimes as history, things of the past. We don't really realize the things that are still going on today, right? Now, they would have celebrations probably about twice a year in Ephesus, the big celebrations. And this would have been a very elaborate festival, okay? So we're talking about they would have athletic events, they would have music events, they would have theatrical events, reenacting her story. I mean, it was a huge thing, and they would go around singing the song that we we heard them chanting in, in our scriptures today, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians, because they totally claimed this was her place, her home. And Demetrius would have made the coins. He would have made all the idols that would sell at these festivals and throughout the year, right? And do you know that, again, we think of this as history, as something in the past, but do you know today still, Ephesus is in in the area that we know today as Turkey, they still sell things with Artemis on it in that area, right? So this history is still alive today, Now, why was Demetrius so upset? Because let's be honest, his finances were being tanked. We've we've talked about that before. When you hit the the money in the pocket, right? (laughs) It disturbs people. We don't like that. And as a key employer, he would have been very influential. So we see his speech today. He had two talking points. First, he said, Paul is convincing people not to buy the idols that we make. Like he is, he is going around telling people that it's not good for them to serve these goddesses and things. And I love verse 27. He says, but I'm not just worried about me. <laughs> really? Okay. But he says, I'm also concerned about the temple of our great goddess Artemis. He said, I, I, I would be so disturbed if, if it would to rob her of her great prestige. You see, we understand riots because, unfortunately, we've seen a few the last few years. And we've seen it throughout history, but it's just really fresh in our minds. We've seen riots in the last couple of years. And many have even had good intentions, like when you get past the the stupid crazy that happens, there usually is something good behind why people want to come out and and speak out, right? And so we, we understand that, but even with good intentions, all it takes is one person or one group who is very persuasive to charge up the atmosphere, and you guys know what I'm talking about. You watch the same news feeds as I do. We know that, that groups send in people that purposely charge up an atmosphere. And we understand that. Now listen, Demetrius only cared about one thing, making a profit. Let's just be clear. When you read through his speech, he had one concern. My pocket feels empty today because of what Paul 
is over here teaching people. And so he comes in and starts to make this about, though, instead of, he goes, it's not just me. It's not just about our livelihood. We're worried. We're worried about Artemis, our goddess. In other words, he begins to speak to their tradition, their heritage, their emotions. Think about that. We can relate to that. He was manipulating their emotions and their anger to convince them. This is not just about money. This is about rights. This is about... Y'all see where I'm going with this. We have people that come in and charge us up. And unfortunately, we're coming down. It's almost November. That's going to be an election. So y'all have seen ads. And and people, they play us. They do. Okay? (laughs) Pray about it. Vote about it. Let it go. Let it go. Because I don't want to see families ripped over the next couple years of elections again. And we have to remember, they come in with good speeches, and then they play our emotions. Be careful. Pray about it, vote about it, let it go. Because Demetrius came in and he charged up this atmosphere against Paul and these Christians who are changing everything around us. But what I love, I love verse 32, because everybody's in an uproar. They go grab a couple of guys that are traveling with Paul and and Paul wants to go. He wants to, you know, Paul ain't afraid of anything. Like, he'll get in the middle of every mess. And they're like, you know, when when the city officials are like, no, I don't think you should, they know that he's going to charge it up even worse if he got in the middle of it. But they also know, man, your life could be put in danger. And that probably isn't the best place for you to be. It's kind of like if if you're on social media, especially TikTok, there's been a whole fishing fiasco this past week. Anybody, Anybody know what I'm talking about there? Man, if not... Just ask me. There's a, there's a whole scandal going on in the the fishing community right now of guys cheating, putting weights in fish, and all this stuff, right? And that atmosphere when they got called out, it got charged and it got charged quickly. Like they almost got a beat down before they could get out of that parking lot, which, by the way, might have been let out by the police. It got ugly. Chaos happens in just a blink of an eye. And in fact, verse 32 said, as everybody's gathering, right, in the amphitheater, verse 32, inside, people were all shouting some one thing, some another, and everything was in confusion. And in fact, I love this, most of them didn't even know why they were there. Do you all understand, like, We post things on Facebook and we don't know why we post it. Well, yeah, we do because everybody else was posting it. So I got to post it. My daughter needs to know I love her because everybody else loved their daughter. And I got to, you see, we like to follow. We don't want to miss out on things, right? And so what's happened, there's been this huge chaos and people are gathering and somebody's like, oh, let's go see what they're doing. And and then they just get in it and then they start screaming because everybody else is screaming. So I'm going to scream too. They don't even know why they're there. Like they had no clue what was going on. Meanwhile, I'm sure Demetrius was just sitting back and casually watching all of this, right? But the question is, what was really happening in Ephesus? 
Because see, here's the deal. This is how the enemy works. He gets so much confusion and chaos going sometimes that we don't know what's really happening. We don't understand. It might have been because God was at work in this area. So, so today, your, your homework, go home, back up to verse 1 in chapter 19, and you can read through, but I'm going to give you the quick outline of what's going on. Paul shows up at Ephesus. He meets with a, a few people, and he begins to talk to them. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they go, no. We haven't heard about this Holy Spirit. We talked about this a little bit last week. Remember when he had to share with Apollos because Apollos had not heard about the Holy Spirit yet. Well, he finds a group of them in Ephesus. No, we don't know about this Holy Spirit. What is this? And so he tells them again and, and, and shares with them that you, you gotta be repented. You gotta be baptized and, and you gotta have the Holy Spirit, right? We've been, we've been talking about those three things. And so they receive the Holy Spirit and things begin to happen in this community once the Holy Spirit shows up. In fact, it says that Paul begins to preach so boldly, they kicked him out of the synagogue, right? Because people are starting to believe and the Jews are like, hold up. Mm. They're still not sure on this whole Jesus thing being the Messiah, remember? So he has to leave the synagogue, but he finds another place and he continues. And then it even talks about that God gives Paul the the power for these unusual miracles to where uh, things that he's had on him, handkerchiefs and aprons and things that maybe he's wore during the day. Remember, we talked about him being a leather worker, tent maker, whatever you want to call it. And so the things that he has taken off, people are getting healed just by those things. And I love that it says these are unusual. This isn't an everyday thing. Like, don't come ripping my clothes off. I, I don't feel the anointing. It, it's, it's not going to heal you to touch my him. Like, this was something God was doing through Paul. Okay? People were getting healed. And then verses 13 through 16, we, we have this little story Luke shares with us, a group of Jews who are traveling and, and they're trying to exercise evil spirits out of people. Now understand, this was happening before Jesus, okay? So like, um, to give you an example, those of you that have watched Chosen, we have that scene. Remember when Nicodemus goes and tries to expel the spirit out of Mary and it, and it didn't work, right? Like he's like, whew, I don't know what that thing is, but I can't do anything with it. Only God can. Right? And so we have this little story where these Jews come up and they're trying to uh, exercise the demons out. And, and you know, th- this is what they said. I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. And this is the response the Spirit gives. I know Jesus. I know Paul. But who are you? Mm. Who are you? And it says, then the, the spirit leapt on him and overpowered and attacked him. And, and, it, and it was a big deal. And it caused a stir in town because they realized then and there that, man, the name of Jesus, you got you to gotta know him. You got to know him. And it began to stir a revival, it said, in this city. A solemn fear descended on the city, and the name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored. Get this. Many who became believers confessed their sinful practices. A number of them who had been practicing sorcery brought their incantation books and burned them at a public bonfire. 
So see, this is where we're getting into Demetrius's side of things, which would mean they're bringing their idols, they're bringing their incantation books, and they're beginning to burn it. And, and this city is catching fire with the Holy Spirit. God is moving, and it's shaking things up. And that's why Luke says, in about that time, some trouble starts to happen in Ephesus. You know, we read these things, and sometimes I begin to wonder, Lord, why don't we let the Spirit work like that in our lives? You know, in this day and age, if I stood up here and told you to start burning books and things, it would get kind of wonky, wouldn't it? That's my word, wonky today. To where y'all be like, ah, she's getting a little bit too, yeah. But why? If God used to call people to cleanse their life, why can't we do that today? And we do sort of, like... Again, we like to jump on those bandwagons. You know, about a month ago, everybody jumped on this bandwagon on Facebook about Disney, and there was a a show coming out on, like, Fox Network that was about the Antichrist. Anybody see those posts? Yes, no, maybe. Man, I feel like y'all don't know what's going on in this world. I just got to tell you. It's a cartoon, and it literally is about a little girl who's supposed to be the Antichrist, right? And... So people were in an uproar about this. Don't let your kids watch this. Now, the same people that was in an uproar about this, everybody got excited this weekend. Why? Because Hocus Pocus 2 come out. See? Oh, look. Y'all know what that is. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've only watched this movie once back in the day when it originally come out. I didn't even like the movie then. I, I know. Unpopular opinion. Okay. Whatever. And I know that people are like, now, BJ, that's just entertainment. Let me tell you something very scary this pastor saw a couple weeks ago. I was in Sam's Club getting some things, and I'm looking over the book table, always always got to see what's on the book table, and, and I always gander at, like, the kids' books because I'm thinking Christmas, those kind of things now. And there was a book for Hocus Pocus stuff, and I was like, okay. So I picked it up. Man, I wish I'd have took pictures of this. Guys, it scared me, and I dropped this book so fast. Because first of all, in the very front, it says how to become a Salem witch. And I was like, what? That's what got my attention. I was like, this is is getting too real. Like, and let me tell you, witchcraft is still around. Like, I see it on social media. It's out there, and it's coming for your kids and your grandkids and everybody else, okay? And so I open this book, because I'm like, what? And I start scanning the very first thing. And it's an incantation how to bind yourself to the book. And may you forever be bound to this book. Think about that. Witchcraft and sorcery is still a real thing. We can still bind ourselves to things of this world. That our Heavenly Father would not want us to open those doors. And I know, I know, BJ, don't get all legalistic. I'm not getting legalistic. I'm telling you the truth of what's out there. Because, see, we're all like, oh, Hocus Pocus, it's just a movie, and it's great. Maybe it, but it opens a door to start sliding other things in your kid's life. How many little girls picked up that book and took it home 
and they're clinging to it, and they'll read that book way more than they'll read that book. Do you understand? Well, that's boycott Disney. No, you just need to take charge of your family and know what's coming in and out of their eyes, their ears, their iPads, their phones. And it's a 24-7 job. And here's the, here's the way the enemy's playing this. They're taking people my age and, and millennials who we, you know, remember when Hocus Pocus came out and, and it was so great. It was this cute movie. And, and so, yeah, I want my kids to do this, you know? Hmm. But when the Holy Spirit comes in, there will be things that you have to unbind from. And this is not just a kid problem, adults. Because guess what? These people that the Holy Spirit was flipping upside down, this was not the kids of Ephesus. The adults. The Holy Spirit was coming in and cleaning house. And that's where we find Demetrius all upset, right? Not only was the the good news spreading in Ephesus, it was changing people, as it should. You see, there's, there's this sly little thing sliding into our church communities these days of like, God loves you just the way you are. Yeah, he does. And I am so thankful. I was thinking as the praise team was singing this morning, Victory in Jesus is, that's my old go-to. That's my like very first hymn that I remember learning 25 years ago when I come into this church. And it was my favorite. And the reason it was my favorite, because it says, before I was looking for you, you found me, right? That's what I love in that song. The whole message is that I didn't have to be looking for God. He was provenient grace is what we call it. He was already looking for me. And then the second song we sang talked about things that we don't understand in this world. But farther along, we will. We will. We don't know all the whys, but we will. We will. So this good news about Jesus Christ, and not just Jesus, Paul was bringing the complete gospel, right? Repent. Know that you have sinned. That sin separates us from God. We need to repent to be right with God again. Be baptized in the name of Jesus which remember that was a, an act of showing publicly that I am following Jesus Christ, not the Judaism and not Artemis, not in the name of Jesus I've been baptized, but then be baptized with the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, because that's when change begins to happen. It makes sense to me sometimes that when somebody comes as an adult and says, you know, I want to be baptized. I, I, I was baptized when I was younger and, and I want to be rebaptized. And sometimes I have to have that conversation because I'm like, you know, that baptism isn't broke. Like Jesus cleanses us. But the problem is when we're, when we're younger sometimes, and, and I don't mean just kids. I mean, as teenagers, as young adults, sometimes we come because we realize what we've sinned and we've repented. And that's pretty much where we leave it then, though. And I've been telling you the last couple of weeks, you need the Holy Spirit working in your life. And you could sit in this church for the last 50 years and not have that spirit. 
Because it's an, it's an opening that we have to give permission. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. And we have to give permission for him to work. So that's what's happening in Ephesus. Because the good news is spreading like wildfire. And it's starting to rock that community. Like everybody's like, wow, why isn't Billy Bob down at the bar, you know, down there at the Artemis, you know, watering hole? Why, why, why isn't, you know, what was that big bonfire last night out in the middle of the streets? And do you understand that when you look at this, when you, when you can look at them burning these books, it, in my version in New Living, it gives you the today value. Several million dollars worth of books. Now, as a book lover, that makes me go, oh, I love books. I have a lot of books. Thomas says, amen. (laughs) I love books. And, you know, sometimes we have a problem when we hear God speak to us about things we want to clean out of our our lives. And when it's a physical, tangible thing, sometimes we struggle because we're like, do you know what that's worth? Like... You know how much money I spent? You know, I remember kids when, when they were younger and we did teens and, and we would do a message that would make them think about the music they listened to. And, and so they would have CDs and we would have CD snapping nights kind of deal. And you're like, oh, BJ. No. Let me tell you, when God speaks to you, you better listen. Right? Because he has a purpose and a reason of why he's cleansing your life. He knows the purpose of your life. So you have to listen when God speaks. And maybe he's speaking something to you that the person sitting next to you, he's not spoke a word of that to them. That doesn't discount what God said to you. Follow what the Spirit is speaking. Because it began to change an entire community. And church, when we pray, we've said these prayers of God, we want to see revival and we want to see you change our community. Can I get an amen? Who wants to see that in the city of Wicks and in the surrounding cities around us? But we have to remember, it starts with me. It starts with you. If we want to see it spread like a fire, there has to be a fire starter. It starts with me. See, sometimes when I preach these kind of messages, y'all are thinking of people that need to hear this, and they're not here today, BJ, like they're gone. Nope, obviously you're the one God wanted to speak to today. You're the one sitting here. Lord, change me. When we read this, it's easy to paint Demetrius as the villain, right? When we watch a riot on television, it's easy to point out the villains of who caused it, right? But what was happening with Demetrius? You see, he knew what Paul was preaching. Did you did you catch that? Like he understood what Paul was doing in this city. So he's probably heard the message. I'm sure at some point he heard Paul preach the gospel. And instead of allowing the gospel to change Demetrius, his heart was rebelling against it. He was trying to hold on to life as he knew it. I had this in one of my commentaries this week. It said, simply reading the Bible 
or praying is one thing. But once we hear him calling us out of old patterns, of our old thoughts, our old behavior, something in us feels threatened and disturbed. Like some of y'all got uneasy with some of the things I just said. Because... So we resist making actual changes in the way we spend our money, make decisions, and using our times. Because y'all just say, well, that's just BJ talking. Go home and read it. Do your own study. What does Paul say? Test it. Test me. Like, if you don't believe me, go, go read it. Like we, we like to say God is the same yesterday, today, and always. He's the same? That would mean he would want to work in our relationship with him to change us into who he's called us to be. And it doesn't have to make sense to you of why he's asking something of you. You just need to be willing to say yes, Lord. Thomas and I was talking about that as we listened to a song this morning of how different our life has been in the last 20-something years, all because at some point we said, yes, Lord. Yeah, I'll follow you. I'll do it your way. Even though I don't like it, like, (sighs) I'd rather do this. I'd rather... Go hang out at the bar all night. That was me. Like that. <laughs> like, and, and I didn't lay down drinking or partying because I thought it was this huge evil. I laid it down because God asked me to. Period. End of story. Because God asked me to. Why? I don't know. Because you're going to marry a Jenkins boys and Jenkinses don't do that, right? No, because God knew where I'd be standing today. He knew something I didn't know. (laughs) Because I guarantee you wasn't on my list to be standing here today. But he knew. You know, something disturbs us. We begin to rebel. And, And in other words... When something begins to disturb you and you're like, I don't want to do that and I don't want... Are we really more like Demetrius than we think? to where we want to hold on to our life, our way of doing it, right? All through Acts, we've talked, repent, be baptized, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And as people were filled with the Holy Spirit, it changed them. It changed who they was. If I can just in this whole series of walking through Acts get you to remember those three things, repent, be baptized, be filled with the Holy Spirit, then I feel like this has been just out of the ballpark because it's not my words that change you. It's not my one hour here on Sunday morning that changes you. It will be the Holy Spirit working in you. That will change you. And verse 3, it talked about John's baptism and, and we can acknowledge sin. See, we don't have a problem. If I talked up here today about acknowledging sin, you need a Savior to get to heaven. Oh, yeah, we can run to the altar for that, right? And Paul said, yeah, but that's not all. 
Like the Holy Spirit now lives inside of you. Paul said you need the complete gospel. Now, we're, we're far enough into the book of Acts that maybe you are realizing this is not the Acts of the Apostles. I know some of our books, that's what it calls it, the Acts of the Apostles. This is the Acts of the Holy Spirit working. Like we could take out Paul's name and Apollo's name and, and all these names and we could plug our own names into this story. Because the Holy Spirit is still doing the same things today. He's still calling us to a life of holiness and a life where we represent who God is. What happens when we're filled with the Spirit? Verse 20. The message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. And because it was changing this whole community, we got this story about a riot. Because it hit somebody in the pockets where he didn't like it. And he began to charge everybody up because if you don't like the message, what do you do? You run that speaker out of town so that we don't have to worry about it. Stand with me this morning, church. And I know some of these messages sometimes you're like, wow, BJ, mm, that one got a little crazy. No, I want you to spend a moment. And Jason, I don't care what you play music-wise. Um, I just want you to spend a moment to let the Spirit fill you this morning. What is he what is he speaking into your life? Like, have you really this week taken time to listen? We love to talk to God. I fill my journal with a whole lot of prayers and hurts and worries. But do we stop to listen? To let the Spirit speak in our hearts. Because if we want to change our community, our families, it starts with you. It starts with you saying yes this morning. It starts with you stepping out of the pew. Yeah, I'm calling you out this morning. It's you taking a step that says, yes, Lord, I want to follow you. And I truly believe just like when you guys come to the to Ebenezer jar and you drop a rock, I believe because you took that step of faith, it changes things. And you're saying, BJ, I've put a lot of rocks in there and I don't know that it changed anything. Yeah, it did. It changed you. It changed you. Because every time we step up to this jar, we realize, God, I can't do it without you. God, I really want to see you do this one thing. But even if you don't, I can't do it without you. I have to I have to give you everything I am. And so maybe this morning that's you. Maybe you need to come to the altar or you need to come drop a rock in. And you need to just say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Have your will, have your way. And Lord, that means here, here's everything in my life this morning, Lord. Take out what needs to be taken out. Put in what needs to be put in. And may I just continue to say yes every single day. Dear Heavenly Father, I come. And I just pray for your spirit to work up and down these pews this morning. I believe you're doing something in our community. I believe you want to stir the hearts of your people. Because it's when our hearts are stirred and it's when 
we say yes that people take notice of who you are maybe we've forgotten that this morning Father, may you just work in these pews to, to light the hearts. Maybe maybe someone here this morning, Lord, uh, 30 years ago, you lit their heart on fire and they thought that was their one and done. But Lord, you want to re-stir those coals this morning. You want to put a new fire in there. You want to put a new heart in there. A heart that says, you're not done with me yet. For some of us, Lord, maybe it's we've been just living life like we know to live it. Not even necessarily bad, but Lord, we just have forgotten to bow a needy. We get so busy in just our day to day and how we've always done things that we forgot to give you room to shake us up. May we say yes. May we say yes. God, I know with every rock each week, I'm praying for the miracles. I'm praying for the testimonies to start coming out of that Ebenezer jar. Even if it's just, I've drawn closer to you. I've changed because of who you are. Lord, I love you this morning. Thank you for chasing after me when I wasn't looking for you. Thank you for knowing all of my tomorrows and asking me to do things in my yesterdays that I didn't know would matter today. And thank you for every place you've led me. Thank you for holding my hand in the hard times. And I know you'll continue to do that. I pray for your people today as they go. May people know we've been in your presence today. And may this message continue to resonate in our hearts all week long. And for those you've spoken to today, may they continue to hear confirmations in other places to know this was not BJ's words, this was your Holy Spirit today working. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.